0: Hi, welcome to the Mamas Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. For months, we take time to prepare and educate ourselves on this new adventure of motherhood. But as we all know, once the baby is born, we're still left with so many questions and need all the help we can get. Women really should have a sense of empowerment as they begin to experience these life-changing moments. And no one mother has it all figured out. However, the more informed we are, the better decisions we can make that will positively affect us and our family. And that's what this podcast is about. Sharing honest, raw, and real conversations about motherhood, life, and all of the crazy, messy, beautiful in-betweens to hopefully educate, empower, and support the next mother on her motherhood journey. So sit back and enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Mama's Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. I am on with a very special guest, Mrs. Samantha Davis, who is the owner and operator of Mommy Made Encapsulation, Southern California. Samantha was born and raised in the San Gabriel Valley, where she then graduated from FDIM in LA at the age of 19 with an Associates of Arts degree in Visual Communications After pursuing her career in the visual arts industry for the past decade, she and her fiancé became pregnant with their first child. While pregnant, she fell in love with all things pregnancy and birth-related, placenta encapsulation being one of them. Having already known a little bit about placenta encapsulation, she knew this would be one of her first steps in taking control of her postpartum recovery. Samantha, it's a pleasure having you on. How are you today?
1: Great. Thank you so much for having me on. I am absolutely thrilled to be a part of everything you're creating. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much.
0: Okay, let's jump right into it. Why don't you tell my listeners, I know I gave a brief introduction, but why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about who you are, and I put that in caps, your family life, career, hobbies, and then we'll get into placenta encapsulation and how you got (laughs) connected with mommy made encapsulation and all of that great stuff.
1: So a little bit about me. I have obviously my fiance and I have one daughter. She's four. Can't believe how quickly that happened. I'm like, how are you four and starting pre-K? So we're in the midst of, of parenthood and really in the thick of, of toddlerhood and just figuring out what it means to be a parent, specifically a working mother, owning you know our own business. It comes with Lots of different challenges and chapters and and just situations that have required a lot of flexibility and adaptation on our end. So it's really been a wild ride over the last four years and so much has changed from just what we do for fun and what interests us. I feel like it's it's a whole other lifetime ago that, you know, I was, like you mentioned, part of, you know, the visual arts industry and being in retail and all of that, kind of that career direction I was once in really pivoted. And now it's truly all things birth, pregnancy, motherhood, parenthood related. So it's so funny when, when, you know, I think of like, well, what are my hobbies? What is it like? birth or pregnancy or talking to moms about breastfeeding i feel like all of that those are my hobbies that's what i love um talking to people about you know how their pregnancy is going or what they're doing to you know for for postpartum and and how are you know how do relationship with your husband or your partner like that changes i mean my interests have definitely changed, but you know, other than the usual, enjoying the the occasional travel with my family when we're able to. I love well, one of my passions that's never gone away. I love to ride horses. So when I was younger, I actually was involved in a riding school with my dad. It was the way that him and I bonded, and I used to show and ride English and had uh, a beautiful horse for a few years before we put him out to pasture. So that's still like a, a hobby, you know, that uh, sure. we're trying to get our daughter into. But other than that, yeah, it's it's really centered around work and family at the moment. I feel like we're still in the thick of all of that.
0: And, you know, I love I love that you said that because and it, it obviously it depends in in what you're listening to these days. But I feel if work makes you happy, that's OK, <laughs> You know, like if I the work that. that you're doing yeah, is making yeah. you happy, that is okay. Like I enjoy working, but I realized I didn't enjoy working in toxic environments, But hello, who does, mm. which made me realize like, it's not the work aspect of it. It's who I'm working for and what I'm doing. But now that I'm doing what I enjoy, there's nothing wrong with working again, as long as I think it's not draining you, but giving you energy, giving you life and as I feel, you're still making time for the things that matter, right? Your significant other, your children, friends, or whatever that may be. But there's nothing wrong with saying, look, you know what, right now work is what I'm doing. It's what I'm engulfed in. And I enjoy it.
1: I love that you said that because it it's, it is, it's true. And it's, it's such a reality, especially, you know, as, as a business owner, or when you have like a, a passion that turned profit, you know, I mean, things like that. It's, it really does like working on the weekends or working overtime used to kill me because I, it, <laughs> I was taking away from my family. And it was like, Oh, why am I here? But now I, I literally we own a 24 seven business. So weekends, holidays, I mean, we're, we're really all there for it. But it and, and like you enjoy it. Being able to
0: exactly it's enjoyable which i know we'll get into so okay you have this degree in fine arts and you're you're going from all that life has to offer obviously having children yes i feel like no one prepares you for that life you don't know until you know You, you don't, even if you had, you know, great pregnancy, great birth <laughs> aspect, like postpartum is just, it's just different. And every mother experiences it differently. Your child is different. You're different. Everything is different, right? I think we could talk all day about that, but it's definitely not something to gloss over either because i Tell me if I'm wrong with encapsulating your placenta, I guess, why don't we go into how did you get to that? Because I see here, you, your interest in holistic medicine and alternative postpartum support, you know, how did that lead to placenta encapsulation? Cause I will be transparent and say, I encapsulated my placenta, but I also had a midwife. So why don't you tell my listeners kind of how you got into that and why it was so important to get into this world?
1: so it's so funny when people ask me you know how did you get into placenta encapsulation it really dates back to I'm talking like 15 16 year old Sam where I had heard about it from somewhere I mean and maybe it was TV it was some type of like pop influence right I don't know I I (laughs) I pull out MTV because I feel like I might have heard it there I'm not sure and I was fascinated with the concept. And this is such a funny thing, because I have never been very maternal, I have never been one that is like, Oh, let me hold your baby, or I love, you know, I I really want to be a mother. And I really want children that was, you know, I wasn't against it. But I just it wasn't a thing for me, you know, it wasn't Mm -hmm. my intention, whatever the word is, right. And so our daughter was, you know, a happy, A happy surprise, but when I became pregnant, and it was so funny. One of the very first things that I was like, "Yep, I'm going to do this without a thought, without much research." I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm going to encapsulate my placenta. That's just what I'm going to do." And he was like, "What the hell is that?" Um, Exactly. Well, and I had always had this fascination with, you know, the idea of a water birth and birthing outside of the hospital. And that Mm -hmm. for me felt very in line and very in tune with how I wanted to start my family. So, you know, I started off with the OB and all of that. And, and for me personally, I didn't feel a connection with the it was like two or three OBs I saw those first couple months, and I was just not very excited about the delivery process. And for me, knowing that you know, this may very well be my only child, I wanted to experience everything
0: that I could let me stop that right there because that's I love that you said that and honest about that because the same thing happened to me where I had an OBGYN but it only took me one one time with an OBGYN one before session. I transferred <laughs> yeah well no, no no well no I was there for a few months but before I actually went to a midwife so it was like one OBGYN then I jumped to a midwife, but. I mean, my, my OBGYN was nice, but correct. There was no connection. I didn't feel, I didn't know what the hell was going on other than, okay, you know, she checked my blood and, but I didn't know nothing. I'm like, okay, what's going to happen during birth? I did also want, I wanted a natural birth. I guess I didn't know at that point I wanted to go for an out of hospital birth, but very much like you, Mm -hmm. I wanted more, I wanted natural, all these things. And I didn't know, no one was talking to me. And I'm like, okay, yes, there has to be a better exactly. way, but continue. So I, I feel you on many levels because same thing. And then, then I just transferred. And I, I think I was like five months, five going on six months. Yeah. Um, found a midwife and thankfully we connected. And I was healthy. Right. Cause all of that matters as well mm-hmm. to go with her, but, but right, go, right. go on. So you're, you're realizing, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not getting the connection. I'm not getting the education I need. I don't feel comfortable. So now you're, you're searching right. for an alternative way.
1: I didn't know where to look, which was, which is, funny now being in the postpartum world I realize how little education or access yeah. aside from you know friends or family where it's like you know hey have you do you know of someone that does this do you know if a midwife do you know like know. how do you even you know you just literally I just started googling I was like is this really like how I'm gonna find a way to deliver my baby is through google like it's crazy. just so crazy. very so crazy exactly and and not the way that you are I air quote taught to like, think about labor. My family was very much you do it in a hospital, you (laughs) have doctors, this is the safest way. Not that there wasn't support. They all thought I was a little bit like, okay. (laughs) But um, (laughs) there was like, are you sure this is safe? Are you sure this is what you want to do constantly? And I'm like, yes, trust me, this is what we're doing, you know? Mm -hmm. And, but luckily I found, I was working in Newport at the the Anthropology right there in Fashion Island. And it's kind of funny because that really does play a part into why I chose this birth center, which I think was the perfect fit for me personally. So I was working at the Anthro in Newport Beach and I found a midwifery, South Coast midwifery in Irvine, and it was very close to, where I was working. So I was like, great, I can do my appointments after work and all of that. Mm-hmm. It was just very easy, right? And I connected with so much uh, so many so many members of the staff aside from just the midwives. Like it felt like home and I was torn between delivering at home versus the birth center, but unfortunately the midwives didn't travel that far cuz we're we're kind of up here towards the foothills. So it, they kind of made my decision for me, which I think, I think at the end of the day was great, but it was just, it was beautiful. And and the classes that they have you take and all of that were wonderful and very educational and things that my husband and I, my fiance and I, we continue to kind of fall back on, you know, even w- whether it was the breastfeeding courses, there was a nutrition course, so many different things. But the nutrition course, so funny was where one of the, I remember one of the other people in the class they mentioned they brought up placenta encapsulation. And I was like, oh, so this isn't a weird thing. Like, this isn't a strange <laughs> thing to talk about. Like, yes, yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> they started talking. The nutritionist was not against it in any way, was very open to hearing what everyone on the, you know, in the class was, was saying or saying thoughts they were having about it and it just further, further solidified in that direction yeah. Ex- solidified exactly it solidified that direction that I wanted to go into so then again it's so funny the same story I was like okay so where do I find someone that does this like yep. how, do, how, do you, how do you how do you find these people okay so I went to this time it wasn't Google because again I didn't even think you could just Google presenting encapsulation. I posted it on Facebook actually and a friend of mine knew of a woman that lived in Bakersfield and I was like wow that's that's far from us like how does that even work so I reached out to her connected with her fell in love and she was like I can definitely do this for you I will come pick up your placenta all the way from (laughs) Bakersfield and and then I will send you your capsules back to you And I was ecstatic. I was like, great. The price was fantastic. It was easy. I was like, just, I was sold. So then I, you know, gave birth to my daughter. We, you know, she collected the placenta, got my pills back because she had to ship them back and it took some time to pick them up. It was about seven days postpartum by the time I received them. And Mm -hmm. I have never had a baby before, obviously this is my first, (laughs) so I didn't know what to expect. But what I can tell you is that the first seven days, you know, you come home immediately from the birth center, you don't get support from nurses, there's no one telling you what to do, you are very much on your own. And that was a wild experience in and of itself. But I remember feeling this overwhelming anxiety, it wasn't depression, it wasn't, you know, like, you know, a uh, baby blues. It was sheer panic, and I didn't want to leave our bedroom. We had kind of nested upstairs. We had everything we had needed. There was, you know, my in laws were here. We had had a couple people come in and out, but it was relatively quiet. But I couldn't get myself to go downstairs for more than five to ten minutes at a time without just feeling panicked. Like I needed to to you know, there was this like fight or flight protection, whatever you want to call it that I needed that I found in our room in this little nest we made. And by the time I got the capsules, I started the recommended dosage. And by that next week, I was feeling comfortable. I was feeling so much calmer. I was able to leave our bedroom. (laughs) Yay. So it really did. If I can say that it helped me with one big piece that first week, it would definitely have to have been that aspect of it and helping to kind of stabilize that those hormones and all thing, all of the things that were happening internally that I wasn't physically seeing. Mm-hmm. Breastfeeding was a really, you know, was, was something that was very important to me. And we were able to have a successful two year journey. And the capsules, I feel like were a big part of that just helping maintain supply, helping establish supply. So lots of different reasons why I felt connected to my experience and then it was about four months postpartum where I was like I need to make this easier I need to make this more accessible for moms like I felt like it was it was doing my community of mothers or mothers to be a disservice by not bringing this to the Southern California area and so I had reached out to Julianne, so Julianne Corona is the founder and owner of Mommy Meat Encapsulation as the brand. And so, under the brand, we're a network of placenta encapsulation specialists. So, there's a handful of us here across the nation that are more, say, like brand representatives. So, we own Mm -hmm. and operate our branches independently. And I told her, I was like, Julianne, I would love to do this down here because what the brand brought to the the industry was something that was very clean and clinical and accessible. It, it didn't have that feeling of like, she's doing it in a kitchen somewhere with her, <laughs> you know, like a crunchy
0: in the, in the
1: backwoods. It, right. In the best way, in the best yeah. way. Yes. 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 I no, I get it. Mamas,
0: but yes. you know, it made it just more. And I think to then, because we do have to appeal, right. Not everyone. Right. <sighs> who's going to get their placenta encapsulated is going to go and have a natural birth or home birth or right. you know whatever right. it is. There's different, you know, things for different women. So yes, to your point, I think, correct. Cause I love my country mamas too. I think I'm, I'm crunchy, but yeah. practical. That's what I, that's what right. I call myself. I'm exactly. like right in the middle. So yes, yeah, So to your point, I think, yeah, you have to not commercialize it, but I think you have to appeal so that it can go to everyone because to your point, not everyone is completely left or completely right, right? Just the way the world is, and I mean, I will say, just even looking at your web, the the website and the the founder and the the branding, I think is just phenomenal. Because yes, even from following you on IG, it looks so cool and clean. And even though I've seen the placenta, and we'll get into that of like what you do on your IG feed. <laughs> It doesn't look gross for lack of a bit. Like it looks, I don't know. It's just very right, powerful right. In, the, in the approach of the way you guys do it. So so go on. So you, you are appealing to the masses.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Appealing to the masses, making it very approachable. Whereas it's like, You know, there there can be a lot of hesitation with what we do, like, you know, what do you do? Where do you do it? How is it processed? The branding itself is just very transparent. It's very like, this is what we offer. This is where we do it. This is how you can access it. So it eliminates a lot of that hesitation. And so I I was just, I had this fondness and connection with the brand that I had personally used. And so it was really exciting because here in Southern California, we were the first branch of the brand. So she had been doing everything out of Bakersfield. And so then I, you know, I I connected with her. And I was like, I would love to bring this down to the Los Angeles, Orange County and Inland Empire communities. And sure enough, it was a perfect match. And it's been smooth sailing ever since. And I've really been so fortunate to have been a part of a brand that started small and has grown into the largest placenta encapsulation company worldwide. There is no placenta encapsulation company that can match the volume that we that we do or even just sure. the standards that we
0: meet. It's it's been a pretty incredible ride, I will tell and you. And I always kind of chuckle in these moments because of course all of my guests are saying a story from A to Z and it sounds to us listeners like, oh so simple and it happens so fast. and I'm sure <laughs> there <was> some <laughs> some things along the way. So tell me again, what was the year? When was this? Because you say your daughter's four years old. So it was shortly right after that, right? Where you were like, look, I want to help mom. Let's
1: see. We started August of 2017. So she was four months old when I decided, yes, let's start a business. Because that sounds like a great idea after having a baby.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? Again, it goes back to it's something you were passionate about. It was something you wanted to do, something you felt. And I think at that moment it wasn't work. even though yes, you might have been overwhelmed, but the fact that you had a mission per se. And I think, I think it just even shows how powerful women are. And I'm so happy you said that because to my listeners, you know, if there, if there is a passion or something you want to do, you can do it even if you do have children, right? I know there's so many things, but it's like you can just find what it is that is going to wanna to get you up out of bed every morning, as opposed to just doing what you have to do for your children. So I love that. So tell me, you know, I know you kind of touched, but what are some of the other benefits other than I know the hormonal aspect of it? Again, I had my um, placenta encapsulated and gosh, when you were talking about your postpartum anxiety, oh man, it just resonated with me because I I had the same exact thing. I I, I didn't want to go out in public. I didn't, like I was so safe at home. And when I had to branch out with him, I like would in panic mode. My placenta encapsulation did help, but I I think there were some other postpartum things, but it definitely helped on on just feeling healthier and, and some other things for sure. But why don't you tell my listeners, for those that don't know, the benefits, what are some misconceptions? And then I see here your IPPA certified. Does that have to do with encapsulation? Like, is that part of the journey?
1: Yes, it is. So that's the, that, yeah, that would be part of like how the the three certifications that we have. So I can go over those as well. A lot of the benefits that moms have uh, said to have experienced are, yes, you said hormone levels. That's the biggest one. Your placenta, actually, this is my favorite fact and why it kind of just validates how your placenta is an important part of your recovery because your placenta is what takes over for your endocrine organs while you're pregnant. So your endocrine organs are Um, the hormone-producing organs within your body. So they go on like a maternity leave while you're pregnant. And Mm. so your placenta takes over. It starts to regulate and and distribute all of those different hormones. So it is full of things like estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, um, oxytocin, prolactin, all of those different hormones. So once it leaves the body, all of those hormones go right along with it. And it takes anywhere from, and I say this as a ballpark range, six to eight weeks for your endocrine system to fully reboot itself and kind of come back from that maternity leave. So you're left depleted, especially within those first few weeks. So that's why you notice, you know, if you've ever had a baby, those first few weeks are some of the hardest weeks of, dare I say, your entire life. You are depleted of any hormone production. You have crying outbursts. You have anger outbursts. I mean, you go through one feeling to another in a matter of seconds at times. That's part of the reason. And so the idea with those hormones in the placenta encapsulation is that you can reintroduce those hormones via the capsule form in small dosages throughout your day to kind of help yourself start to regulate. So that's one of the biggest aspects of placenta encapsulation. You've also, like I mentioned, got things like hormones like oxytocin and prolactin, which help with mammary gland development. They help with lactation in general in terms of producing and can help you regulate and create a healthy milk supply postpartum. And you've also got things like iron, which helps combat fatigue, which in turn helps combat postpartum depression. You've got things like vitamin B6, vitamin B12, which help regulate your metabolism. Lots of different hormones, like the thyroid-stimulating hormone. You've got, like I mentioned again, the oxytocin, which helps with the uterus to contract and uh, bring it back to pre-pregnancy size. So lots of different benefits just directly related to all of the nutrients, all of the hormones from your placenta. It will help you lessen the postnatal bleeding. That's always a big one. Uh, you can bleed for weeks, but the, the, because of the hormones in the placenta, it will help you uh, regulate that bleeding and stop it much sooner helping to avoid, like I mentioned, postpartum depression, baby blues, you've got energy because of the different vitamins within the placenta that help boost those energy levels. So there's lots of different benefits that holistically can help you. And when I say holistically, I mean, just like as the mother as a whole can just help you have a healthier, happier recovery. And in so many instances, I say, why wouldn't you want a tool like that? in your in your tool belt in your postpartum recovery tool belt there's there's just so many different aspects to it that can truly help you have an easier go around because it's it's such a difficult time postpartum because you have this little baby or you know maybe more than one child that you're looking after and is in this survival mode you know you are you are literally there to keep it alive <laughs> while also trying to maintain your own self and all of the things happening physiologically, hormonally, the more support, the better. As far as things like let me see. Misconceptions. Misconceptions, yes.
0: <laughs> yes. So as far as
1: misconception goes, I think there's there's a lot of things that come out that are, you gave me one earlier. That it's a placebo effect. It doesn't really do anything. It's it's a disposable organ, right? Because it is an organ that your amazing body creates just for your baby, which is a whole conversation in and of itself. We're we're pretty amazing. So it's this disposable organ. However, like I mentioned earlier, it's what contains all of that nutrients and can bring so much value back into the body that when you look at the the horn, the list of hormones, the list of vitamins that are a part of it you actually see that it can benefit you you look at you know what those vitamins do in supplements that are man-made this is something your body physically created for you like when you look at you know how it can increase iron levels because of a lot of you know because of the iron the blood content that's part of the placenta that's something that is not manufactured that's Mm -hmm. something that is Personal to you, it's it's literally coming from you. So that's a, that's a big one. Uh, another one of the big misconceptions that we get is that it's gross that you're having to like you know bite off a piece of your placenta right there at the hospital. I mean, I've kind I've kind of heard it all. But what's the beauty about what we do in terms of encapsulating it is we put it into capsules. They're flavored. You can literally be taking bubblegum flavored placenta pill, um, and you you wouldn't know the difference because you can't the way it's processed, the way it's it's steamed, it's dehydrated, it's turned into powder, that it just feels like another one of your postpartum supplements. So when you're taking, you know, anything that you normally would, you just kind of add that into the regimen. And you can't tell that you're taking your placenta, you know, it's just, it's just another vitamin that you're adding to your list. So that's, uh-huh. that's what's nice about it being encapsulated. There's no gross taste to it. We We flavor the capsules purely because it's like a psychological thing. It's like, okay, I'm I'm taking this placenta pill, (laughs) but instead it feels like, you know, you're taking this lime or orange or bubblegum flavor. For sure, for sure. You know, (laughs) makes it a little more exciting. But okay, so you've got that. So as far as pricing goes, I get a lot of people that question pricing and they're like, wow, that's all that it costs. I think the big misconception is that it is way out of their price range, um, that it's something that's going to cost thousands of dollars, similar to like a cord blood banking or something like that. So the beauty of this, of of our brand is that we keep costs low despite having a dedicated team on call 24 seven dedicated workspaces. We try, like I said, to keep costs as low as possible to make this affordable to everyone. Because bottom line is this is about... Making postpartum easier, healthier, happier for new mommies. So the, the cost for us here in SoCal is only $290. That's the base fee. I, and it's so funny because I get moms telling me like, wow, that's it? That's all you charge? I thought this was going to be like five, $600. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, 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 no. We want to make sure that it's accessible to everyone and there's payment plan options and lots of different ways that we like to work with our clients to make sure again that this is something that is not breaking the bank but something that is it is an investment in your postpartum and then as far as credentialing, that's a big one when it comes to placenta encapsulation. Any mommy made representative will be triple certified. so that means that we have a certification in placenta preparation. I personally have one through IPPA. And I'm also working on becoming recertified just because I think it's important every couple of years to recertify yourself. Uh And then we also have a food handler's license through the county that we're doing business in. And then we also have a bloodborne pathogen certification through OSHA. And that's in terms of like how to handle bloodborne pathogens, different PPE, what's safe, what's, you know, how to avoid cross-contamination and so forth. So it's very, very important that those three certifications are attained in order to make sure that this process is safe, that there is an understanding of the process in a way that's making sure that both mom and baby will benefit from this with no adverse reaction. So that is above all, above, above anything that we do at Mommy Made, it's making sure that this process is safe and sanitary for every single client that,
0: I say walks through our doors, but they don't actually walk through our doors. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but any client that we
0: I love that. How do you reach moms in other states? I know you said that is growing the mommy made, you know, the branding aspect of it, and you're in SoCal, but how do you reach moms in other states? Can someone, for instance, like myself, get involved with mommy made encapsulation and do my own quote unquote, not franchising, but, you know, get involved with that? So, talk about that aspect of like how can someone in Florida get your services?
1: Absolutely. So, we have worked very, very hard to create. A very easy, very affordable shipping option for anyone nationwide. We're currently working on something internationally, but for now, our contract with UPS is national. We can ship from anywhere in the U.S., and that includes providing all of our clients with a mommy-made kit, a cooler, a box, a return label. Everything you would need to successfully ship out your placenta is provided to anyone that requires that service. And um, it's just it's the best kit. I have all of all of my mommies even here in SoCal are like, can I get the cooler? Because <laughs> it's such a it's like a petite little cooler with beautiful branding. Um, so it really does feel like a, a very special experience, which we try to create this unimagined experience from start to finish, from customer service to our packaging to, you know, the shipping kits, all of that in between. Our shipping clients would just head to our website and you can select the shipping option if you're not local to a specialist. There's also a list of specialists on there as well. So you can find one either that's local to you or again, select the shipping option. And then uh, we ship you out a kit. And the cost for shipping is only $200 plus $100 shipping. And that is taken care of by our Bakersfield location. So anything that requires shipping comes in and out of there. We have a specified shipping department in that city. So it works Mm -hmm. out beautifully. And it's so cost effective that if it's something you are interested in, but not local to a specialist, it's a great, great option so that you're still getting that unimagined experience, you know, you're still getting an understanding of the process and how it works, except you're just shipping it to us. <laughs> so awesome. very easy. And my
0: midwife did my um, placenta encapsulation, right? Which I'm sure oh, maybe yeah. you have those. Some of them are, are certified in that. But what if I went to the hospital way? Like, obviously, do, can I just ask for my placenta to send it? Like, would they have to ask their provider to pack it? Like, how does that work?
1: Such a good question. And it's so funny. I should have thought about that with the misconception. I get a lot of moms that are like, do I have to pay for it? Do I have to like give them the hospital money for my placenta? Mm-hmm. And the, the plain and simple answer is the placenta is part of your body. This is like probably one of the topics I'm most passionate about because what tends to happen, not in all, but in some hospital settings is they're very Western medicine, whereas mm-hmm. placenta encapsulation tends to be more Eastern medicine, right? It's traditional Chinese medicine. So there's, there's a differing viewpoint, um, especially for a lot of the doctors here in SoCal, which I've come across. So basically, the understanding that your placenta is your physical property, it at no point belongs to the hospital, which is something that kind of is difficult to kind of grasp, like, wait, that that is my property. That is my, that's my placenta. Letting our clients know that in the same way that they can't do anything to you without your permission, they can't do anything to your baby without your permission. The same goes for your placenta. So if you wish to keep your placenta postpartum or post-delivery, all you need to do is let your nursing staff know once you arrive at the hospital that you're keeping your placenta, that you know it's your legal right to retain your placenta, you sign an acknowledgement form with the hospital stating that you're keeping your placenta and not the hospital. Other than that, It doesn't, you need, don't need to ask for it. You don't need to pay for it. It's 100% your property. And then what will happen is you'll deliver the baby shortly after you'll deliver the placenta and then they will, the hospital, the nursing staff will package it up in either a biohazardous bag or some type of medical container or tub, and then label it with your name. They have to put it into some type of container, regardless if they were giving it to you or tossing it away because of the the fact that it is a biohazard. So at the end of the day, they provide that container for you. And then we just ask that you have your cooler ready. So you either have a kit from our shipping department, which is perfect. It has everything you need to put the placenta straight into, or you have the type of disposable or hard case cooler with you that they can put it into post delivery as well. So it's a very simple process. And I think there's always a lot of like hesitation because it's something new, because it can be a little bit intimidating at the hospital, you know, if they're telling you one thing, but you know, legally your rights are to something else. Um, that's that's you know, a whole it, different it, conversation it can, be, to your so point. <laughs> I was, Yeah, I was like, how huh? How far do I go? (laughs) (laughs) But, But I think that's one thing that we pride ourselves on is being able to guide you through every step of the way from what happens. We send you videos as far as what to expect. We're on call for you 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. So if something does come up, you know that you can reach out to us and our team of experts as far as how to guide you through this process, when it's safe, when it's not safe, all of that kind of stuff. So we want to make sure you feel
0: supported during this process.
1: This is something that's that's common knowledge or familiar, you know?
0: Yes. And I think anything that's not familiar doesn't go with what society has kind of ingrained in us, people pause, which I mean, rightfully so in the sense of, you know, we've we've been taught so many things, not all wrong, you know, just different ways and viewpoints of looking at it and the point of it and how birth has become such a um, commodity for profit, you know, and which, like I said, is a whole different, different conversation. Yeah. <laughs> One of the reasons why I started my podcast, right? To have kind of these conversations, but I didn't have to experience that because my midwife did that. But I would imagine right. I would have thought like, wait a minute, yeah, can I, can I, ask, can I ask the doctor? And to your right. point, right. it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's your body. But again, I think right. we've been conditioned to think, you know, we can't really quote unquote talk back um, or ask these questions right. in related to our body, our children, and what our rights are. So thank you for, for clarifying 100%. that. So tell me, do you have any yeah. exciting like upcoming what's going on and what's next for MME?
1: As far as MME goes, I mean, you know, and we're, we're continuing to grow the brand as far as our outreach, hoping to be able to access international shipping here in the next few years, potentially, depending on clearances, there's so many different things that come along with that. But that's definitely a goal in mind. We get tons of inquiries from, you know, our Mexican border from Canada to we had an inquiry from France the other day, London, the UK. So I think there's a lot of interest internationally that that could be definitely a direction that we head in soon, but we're definitely just continuing to service our mommies locally. And I think right now it's all about outreach. How can we spread the word about this amazing resource outreach and community support? I think is where we're at. And the goal being to have fewer and fewer mommies say, Oh, I wish I had have done that. Or I wish I had have known about this when I was pregnant. Um, you know, yeah. I think making sure that, that, you know, or that being the goal is to, to know that mommies are aware of this resource, that they're educated about what they could possibly have postpartum. Cause I remember for me, postpartum was was this whole period of life where it was like, oh, if I, I wish I had have done this or next time I would love to have, you know, a part, postpartum doula or to, to see a pelvic floor physical therapist or like all of these different resources that you don't realize are a thing until you're going through it. And, you know, it may be too late by then. So making sure that this isn't one of those things that you're actively making it
0: common knowledge.
1: You know, I think that's, that's my goal.
0: Yeah. And I I love it because I think it was disheartening that I was hearing a lot of women share traumatic birth stories and actually even before my podcast and hearing from women. And to your point, you know, some women, this is their only opportunity, right? To have children. We can't control anything really, you know, we can only hope for the best. But to yeah. your point, I think being as educated about our choices and what our our rights are, I think is truly, truly the key in all of this, because, look, I'm a I'm a big advocate for women just doing what the heck women want to do. And if that means you want an epidural, get an epidural if you want to, you know, whatever that is. But at least know uh-huh. your options, because to your point, there's nothing right. Worse like, oh, shit. I didn't know that because if I would have I might have yeah. gone a different way. That's the whole that's I think why exactly. we're in the business that we're in and, and so thank you again for also sharing
1: that. Your your topic it really did it 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 gave me chills. I feel like knowing your options, knowing your rights and being an advocate to women in general when it comes to their bodies is such a huge huge passion and like you said I think why we're in the the industry that we're in. It's like when you believe in that, you will fight So hard tooth and nail to make sure every woman has that opportunity, that choice, knows her rights, knows her options. So it's it's
0: a. That's a powerful statement. Because it's true. You know, it's like funny. I need to, I need to <laughs> when I listen back to this episode I posted, like put that in a quote because when I'm describing like what I do with my whole mom stuff, and I'm like, that's like just exactly just look. I'm just trying to educate women and yep. knowing you have your freaking rights to do whatever the hell you want to do and not regret not knowing that information and saying, shit, had I known better, maybe things could have maybe they could have been different. Um, Again, we can't control anything, yeah. right? We can't control it. We can right. prepare. we can whatever. However, Mm -hmm. there's nothing worse than knowing you could have done something and you're like, no one told me about this. Absolutely. You know, so <laughs> so kudos for you, for Julianne, you know, for all the women for for just continuing to pushing that. So why don't we go into a little bit about Samantha? I know you're a busy lady. Sure. You know, you have a, a four-year-old. I have a soon-to-be four-year-old. So I understand no, it. <laughs> so what do you do to recharge? What do you do to refill your cup? And then on the flip side, what do you do to relax and unwind?
1: Those are really great questions that I continue to ask myself daily. Um, <laughs> but you know, what's so funny you ask that is for the longest time for the last, 3 years really because it's only been about the last year year and a half that we've started to build a team here in Socal and so we have you know an administrative manager and assistant we have additional encapsulators we have transporters we're continuing to grow and develop this team of people to help us and support us with the growing demand we're seeing here but for a very long time for many years after I did, you know had my baby it was very much about working myself to the bone. I mean, work the nine to five, spend time with the little one when she goes to bed, you know, we're working on our other business. I mean, it was, my day was very full. And so for a while, there was very, very little that was about self-care and, and me and, and, or my husband, you know, it was very much about our child and about this business. And now that we're at this point where we can start to step back and we have this Beautiful, beautiful support system. I find myself doing things like I have a skincare routine now. That's never happened, and and little things like that. Even you know exercising. That you know I started to get into, and they seem so menial, and they seem like things that you know you just should be doing. But they weren't. They weren't things that I was doing, and I was definitely feeling very overworked, very run down. I was there for so many other people and poured my heart into this business and our clients, but I was doing very little to fill up my own cup. And I think that that expression is so funny and so cliche, but it really, it, it's true. It's, there was very little being done for you know myself. And one of the other big things that I was able to do and found a huge return on was, it's called EMDR therapy. And it eye movement, eye rapid, something. It has to do with the eye eye movement and the uh-huh. reprogramming. It's a very interesting concept as far as how your brain reprograms and functions while it's sleeping and that eye rapid movement and what it does to process trauma. Long story short, it's something that I've really found a lot of um, success with over the last, like I said, about a year, year and a half. A lot has happened in the last year and a half. Let me tell you, that was a loaded <laughs> statement, right? Yes. Um. The, you know, there's, there's been a lot as far as, you know, helping myself and, and filling that, that cup up for me. That has made me, I think, just a lot more fulfilled and feel happier and be able to provide for, you know, my team, my family in a very different way and myself. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at now as far as how I relax. And, and, you know, now I find myself doing like face masks when my kids in the tub and I'm like, look at you multitasking, a little bit of me, a little bit of her. It's been wonderful. But other than that, you know, it's, it's my husband and I really do. We, we enjoy traveling. It's been put on the back burner a little bit right now, just um, with, obviously what's going on in the world, but also just getting our team in a place where they can function uh, without us being involved in the day-to-day. That's been a... Not a challenge, but a something new that we, you know, had to adapt to. But it's been great because we were able to head out to a wedding in Yosemite and I haven't been able to disconnect from a phone in four years, you know, being on (laughs) call uh, for delivery. So that was wild and very exciting. So hopefully there's more of that to come, but I think it's definitely a new phase of life that we're entering into, with a lot more flexibility and time to actually enjoy what we've built, you know. Versus when you're in the thick of it, and I'm sure you know this, when you're in the thick of it, you just you're you're in survival mode. We're coming out of survival mode, which feels fantastic.
0: I I love that, and you know, to the point, it's like, yeah, I think I'm in. Not survival mode now, but I'm definitely in the in the thick of growing my business, and I think the difference is, guess I'm not in a toxic environment anymore. I'm, you know, work environment, right. you know, doing it for myself. But yeah, it's still very demanding, and you know, I, I look forward to like when it maybe things kind of balance itself. But I think what's key is making time when I can for whatever it is, whether it's when I'm done here um, with our podcast recording, I'm going to go home. And I told already told my husband, I want to go for a bike ride with our son or even a walk around the neighborhood. We haven't done that in a few days and be conscious of that as much as possible and just hope for the best with that, you know, and try not to put too much pressure and have the grace. I think those, I think when we don't give ourselves grace, that even if we are in the thick of it, I think when we put the pressure, when we have so much grace, when we're putting unrealistic expectations, that's when I feel like I go, haywire. I can have a packed schedule. The, the craziness for me is the expectations or flipping mm-hmm. out if something doesn't go right. So I need to let go of the expectation. I need to <laughs> have grace. And once I do that, it just flows.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's important to find those moments too, because I think what's different now is realizing that when you're out of that nine to five, you have very segmented time you know like okay so from 9 to 5 I'm working from 5 to 8 we're doing dinner yes. and family time on the weekend <laughs> we do this but then when you're when you're on your own and out of the, those like constraints you're like wow I can have family time from 11 to 1 p.m. and then I can work from 1 to 5 p.m. and you just compartmentalize your, your days and your weeks so much differently but it takes time to get there where you're like oh I can't can do this, you know, like breaking out of those,
0: those constraints, you know, those social norms, if you will, you know, for sure. And absolutely. And just finding what it is that you love. And yeah, you look, we're, we're women, women are awesome, and we make it work. But as long as again, you're doing things that make you happy along with the grunt work that it is that we just have to do you know whatever that looks like to you then you're like oh boy you know because some women enjoy cooking i i did enjoy cooking but what's the me my son was like no one told me that once you have a child you'll be cooking for like every day of your life until you know (laughs) it's like i enjoy i've enjoyed it but now i'm like shit i gotta really think about it and is he eating healthy and like the mental capacity of that But there's some women who love that. I think it just boils down to doing what makes you happy and just making sure you do try and find Mm. some balance amidst the craziness. My last favorite part is my quick get to know. So I'll ask you some questions and then you can kind of throw back what some of your favorites are. So what is your favorite book?
1: My favorite book is, of course, something birth-related. So it's this book called Active Birthing. And it was a book that my prenatal, I did prenatal yoga when I was pregnant, and she was also a doula. And she's like, here's my library of books. Pick one, take it, read it as long as you need it. It was fantastic. If I can give any, any single read to a pregnant mom, it would be that book, because it just talks about the different approaches you can have to birth and evidence-based birthing, which I'm very much for it's like take the emotion out take the opinions out and just okay what do you get you know in this instance what do you get in this instance Mm. and so forth so you can make (laughs) your own decision
0: so I love that book (laughs) love it what's your favorite organizational or mom
1: oh that's a good one I'm really drawing a blank here
0: I put timers for everything. If I'm like, listen, Jace, that's my son's name. I'm like, you have five minutes, 10 minutes. I put timers. Like everything's on my calendar. Like that is what keeps me going. (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
1: that's a good, exactly. So for me, it would be setting alarms. I have Mm. multiple alarms on my phone (laughs) for for the smallest of tasks too. Like take the trash out, 9 p.m., Thursday evening. Okay, great. We're not gonna miss it. Cause I hate when there are these little things that, that we miss because there's so much going on in this head of mine or even my husband that, you know, it's like we can't remember all of it. So set the alarm or write it in. I have a daily notes section in my phone that I share with our team. And so they know exactly what I'm doing at, at all hours of the day. But I have a, a giant to do list and that's how I keep track of everything in my head, or else it will Literally, I'll be forgotten. It, I it, I can't retain it.
0: <laughs> I much. love it. No, I, it's funny because i I'm talking to a, quite a few moms who are kind of like mompreneurs or balancing different things. It's like planners, alarms, timers, calendar, invite anything in that space <laughs> is what gets us going. And I actually enjoy it. Like my husband looks at my calendar though. And he's like, I throw my phone. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I couldn't do it. And I was like, well, if you would remember the things you needed to remember, I wouldn't have to have a calendar as big as it is. But you know, that's a whole nother situation. What is your favorite word? My favorite
1: word would have to be, I have a word I say often,
0: which let's say that's
1: my favorite word. And, and it's so funny because again, my team knows me for this word, and th- when they say it, I laugh because I'm like, they they probably just hear it so often now. Is the word perfect? I just I I feel like I say it for everything. I'm like, okay, perfect. Yep, that oh. sounds perfect. Okay, <laughs> great. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, you look through my text message, Shane, and it's just perfect, perfect, perfect. Yep. <laughs> Love it.
0: What has motherhood taught you?
1: Oh, what hasn't it taught me? Wow. So the biggest thing that motherhood has taught me, I'm writing an essay here for you, to be flexible, to adapt, to understand that change is the only constant in life. And I felt like I learned that right off the bat when I was trying to figure out my little one and I, I would start to <laughs> kind of get the hang of things and we'd be in the flow. And then all of a sudden oh, she gosh, would yes. go through a leap or a cluster feed, or a growth spurt, or something. And I'm like, oh, I have to learn this all over again. So I've been very humble and very open to the fact that if it is this way, it won't be this way forever, both good and bad, you know, if it's going great, like I know that something's coming, not in a like this, like doomsday kind of way, but you know, change is coming, it's inevitable. Or if things aren't going wonderful, knowing that it will not always be this way, and it will change and things can get better and will get better.
0: So that's been that's been huge for me. What are your final thoughts to the podcast world? You can tell my listeners how they can, you know, reach out to you and go into any final thoughts you want to leave with.
1: So final thoughts, I think kind of resonated with what we were talking about earlier in terms of knowing your options and knowing what you have on the table for you as both someone, maybe that's looking to become pregnant, That's newly pregnant, that's about to give birth, or maybe you're in the thick of motherhood. Just do your research, educate yourself, talk to people, network as much as you can with others in your situation to fully understand and realize your rights, your options, so that you don't have that regret. So that you're able to maximize that experience to the fullest that that would be the biggest piece I would love people to take away is just do your due diligence and and learn and read and discover all of the things that you can do and try to figure out what works for you and what's best for your experience but definitely don't feel you know, pigeonholed into one person's way or one piece of advice or mm-hmm. one direction. It's, it's a multifaceted journey and there is no one right way for everyone. You know, there's only the one right way for you. As far as how to reach us and get in contact with us, we would love to hear from you. We obviously have our Instagram account, which is MME underscore SoCal. And that's where you can learn a little bit more about me, about our branch specifically here. We service the Los Angeles, Orange County, and Inland Empire, and we are a wealth of knowledge. We share daily processes of you know current placenta encapsulation, so you can see how it's being processed, where it's being processed. We have daily questions, question boxes for you to ask your your questions, for you to get familiar with with what it is that we do. There is no silly question. There is no dumb question. We have probably been asked it already. So feel free (laughs) if you have any hesitation, reach out. Transparency is the name of the game here. We have our email in our bio as well. You can also reach out to us via text or call. Our phone number is 626-759-2619. Uh, we'd be more than happy to hear from you, like I said, and we hope to connect with all of our birthing mamas soon. And I think the last thing, I don't know where you, maybe I'm going off off script here. We have a project coming up that my husband and I are in the works of Ooh. that we will be partnering. I'm re- and I'm so excited to have connected with you because you're, you're kind of a perfect person for all of this but like i mentioned earlier in regards to you know that point in your in your journey as you know either a you know pregnancy or or motherhood or parenthood is not knowing about the resources available to you right and then having that feeling of like Oh, I should have done this. Like, where was this when I was, you know, in this phase? Mm-hmm. So what we're looking to do and what we're in the process of, we're, we're almost through the design and development development phase is creating a platform for parents To connect with providers in a community setting where you have providers in all areas of parenthood, because this is a space for parents as well. I feel like dads get left out, so we're we're (laughs) starting to introduce dads, uh, right? Exactly, the LGBTQ plus community, all different facets of parenthood, to introduce them to the wealth of resources that that are offered to them that they may just not know about. So again looking to build this provider network everyone from you know doulas and lactation consultants to you know mental health professionals to you know bloggers in your field that help you know that are those like connector pieces and really excited to to connect them in a space where there's a community and a village mentality with you know a marketplace functionality where you can purchase programs and digital downloads and really connect with what these providers have to offer aside from just services both virtually or in person. So I'm really excited. It's called Parent Space. Be on the lookout for it. We will be yes. partnering soon as we roll out. But you know, off off topic, I would love to to talk to you a little bit more about this in the future yes. as we start to roll out to our providers because I think you'd be perfect for it. But yes, no my, we would will- It's my passion project,
0: my new passion project. (laughs) Oh my God. I think that is amazing and desperately, desperately needed. So absolutely. Any way I can spread the word and think of even providers. I know. Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. But Samantha, it has been a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for sharing your journey, for talking all things, placenta encapsulation and yeah. And, you know, good luck with everything you got going on in the future.
1: Thank you so much, Nikki. It was an honor to be part of your podcast. And I
0: can't wait to hear the full show. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Thank you for joining me this week on the Mama's Know Best. We got something to say podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, NGC Consulting, where you can find them at NicoleGConsulting.com. For more motherhood resources, check out themotherhoodvillage.com. Make sure to subscribe to our show so you'll never miss an episode. And if you found value in this episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or recommendation to a friend works too. And join us next time for another amazing conversation. Continued blessings to you all for love and light.